Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These Thursday night games are a treat, especially if the Broncos can pull off a massive upset, break the 15-game win streak or losing streak against the Kansas City Chiefs. I've got Todd Davis, Henry Chisholm, and yours truly here breaking it down. We're going to give our final picks. We're going to talk to Brian Baldinger. We're going to give our whiteboard Wednesday the keys for the Broncos to win this game. And we're also gonna hear some interesting comments from sean payton we have an action-packed show but i was going through some old files and found a picture that we just have to pull up here look at this picture from 2018 <laughs> wow. you guys look so good together <laughs> i look, look thrilled so to be interviewing wow. you you look yeah. so happy to be talking to the media we've got a picture of todd davis wow. uh doing a little media scrum at his locker dang i feel like i look so different from that i don't know if it's true but you know you see old pictures you're like yep. i don't look nothing like that anymore. <laughs> what that's was, crazy what were you saying to get that look from zach um <laughs> i don't even know man i was probably saying something positive exactly yeah we got the chiefs in, in like uh late december yeah positivity yeah. from players uh, <laughs> well just like you know man i played for sean payton and uh, i really enjoyed it in time like i don't know like <laughs> so having watched a couple of these podcasts yaya is speaking without a mic still no, we so haven't he's called lying. Running. He's that's lying. That's a lie. That's a lie. I will go back and show you the audio. I I have. There's very like one or two times I have it, but I have had a mic on. And if you don't believe me, mm. people even the comments are like, "Oh yeah, yeah, coming in hot," because my mic was too loud. Okay, let us know. Let great. us know in the comments right now. If you're gonna talk, turn the mic on. <laughs> Rule of podcasting. Yeah, here we want to hear you. Yeah, yeah like her. I know. I mean, I've been having my mic on. Like that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. Oh my gosh, uh, Jose says no. The mic is not Jose. on. We don't trust him. Oh, I trust uh, Jose. Jose uh, is the man. Uh, 
Um, okay, so let's dive into some football talk today. Yes. Todd, we spent uh, over an hour yesterday talking about how the Broncos are going to make some moves. Yep. Could it be Justin Simmons, Frank Clark, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, all of the above? Then an hour later, we talked to Sean Payton, and he tried to put the kibosh on that talk. Let's hear what Sean had to say when asked simply about the trade deadline being three weeks away. He was asked trade deadline three weeks away. Do you and George Payton start having these conversations now? Here's what Sean had to say. Oh, wow. I tried to buy you time by extending it, you hear? Come on. Wow. No mic. Not ready. Jeez. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. How, I mean, how much longer can I buy time for? I know. It's kind of... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> there we go that's all i need to hear oh wow we're listening to spotify now wow. wow this is tough and then henry's just sitting here quiet not helping me out oh i can I'm talk just, i'm just in the dark right oh here we go what is the balance of like in terms of the time you spend with george evaluating a landscape and what could be out there yeah look generally speaking and, and I, I appreciate it's a good question um George and I talk every day, three, four times a day. Um, we're not looking to do business with, with any of our players. That doesn't prevent teams from calling at times, you, you know, and so, um, you know, we just, you know, you pick the phone up, but um, that's kind of where it's at. And, you know, we've got a good handle on this current roster and then our vision for the roster a year from now. And, and you know, that's, that's the part about improving and getting better, but, um, you know, until you just said it, I, I wouldn't have known it was three weeks away. I mean, I, three weeks seems like an eternity right now. So, Coach, I'll the, the, All right, uh, let's put him through the uh, the lie detector test. Todd, is he telling the truth? You know, I think there's a lot to be taken from that, mm -hmm. you know, because even with his comment, like, we're not looking at players, but it doesn't stop teams from calling and it doesn't stop us from picking mm -hmm. up the phone. Mm -hmm. I think that means maybe we're not – actively looking but if we got a phone call that was intriguing enough i think that you know maybe something happens and if that's his stance i i understand you know he doesn't want to trade any players i just want to kind of understand the plan from how we get from where we are now back to like a super bowl caliber team if we're not making moves to get players picks or capital yeah and, and to me i mean i think the other piece is they're not trying to trade anybody right now because he has three days to figure out how to beat the chiefs you know like a short week is a tough time to be going through and saying, oh, I'm just going to call up, you know, 10 or 15 of my buddies and see what they think Garrett Bowles is worth. Like you got a really tough game and you've got almost no time to prepare for it. Meanwhile, you've got 10 days off starting uh, Friday. And so that to me kind of makes sense that you wouldn't really be like working the phones with this time when it's super easy just to do it over the weekend. And unless there's a disgruntled player, like I think we've seen, um, obviously, Randy Gregory a little bit there. And then also, um, who was the uh, uh, wide receiver? Chase Claypool. Mm -hmm. He was not in the building at all. They sent him home, so he had was disgruntled. You don't see trades happen until like a week before the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. So when Sean says three weeks away feels like an eternity in the NFL, that is true. And mm -hmm. in terms of trade deadline, that is true. That's so far away. You would rarely ever see a team do a fire sale three weeks before the trade deadline, because you want to see if other teams are going to come in mm -hmm. and match offers and do things. But Todd, I think you hit it on the head right now. The, and Henry as well right now, Sean and George aren't calling every team trying to trade all of their players 
right now mm-hmm. and it doesn't stop teams from calling so um sean i don't think is uh I don't think that there was any other way he could have answered that question. Because yes. if he says, yeah, we are looking to do moves uh, mm-hmm. and we're looking to do business, you know what that does? It makes players maybe not play as hard. It makes yes. players say, what are you talking? We got a game in 48 hours and you're talking about trading us. Exactly. And then on top of that, it drives players trade values down. Mm-hmm. Because um, if a team mm-hmm. is willingly and knowingly selling all their players, well, then you know that you don't have to give up as much. You, you got to keep that hard bargain um, so I think this was uh, Sean playing the game. Yeah, I, I mean, and so that's too. he. Yeah, no, no coach is gonna say we're going out there and trading a bunch of guys right now. Like it's it's there. I feel like there isn't too much to learn from it because of that. Like he said, what you would say in any situation. It's just the right answer, which Sean has not always given. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely the right answer, and I think. Um, Oh, your mic's on. <laughs> oh, he wanted us he to wanted see us that. To, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that, you know, there's definitely more to every story, and there's two sides to every story. And just like kind of in the offseason, I think there was kind of hushed trade kind of rumors. But then we come in here, like, later on, they were very actively shopping guys mm-hmm. at times. I mean, they're not going to tell us everything that's going on, but I think there is – movement or thoughts yep yep i think so too and speaking of disgruntled players uh some people mentioning the comment section Cortland sutton jerry judy obviously there's been some interesting things happening on social media mm-hmm. with jerry judy's twitter um i think he's been calling some media members out for the way they've talked about him Cortland sutton a lot of media members have said that he hasn't uh they don't think he's been trying and giving full effort in in games and if that continues tomorrow then maybe we are at a point where friday or next tuesday uh the broncos do make a move if one of those guys does seem uh mm-hmm. disgruntled but i i don't think big trades are going to happen until closer to that trade deadline mm-hmm. which is halloween which is the broncos bye week which is right after the broncos play their second game against the chiefs and it would honestly be criminal if the broncos are one and seven meaning they lose to the chiefs the Packers and the Chiefs again before the bye. It'd be really bad if they don't trade, make a couple of trades at yep. one and seven, especially Todd, like you're saying. He says, Sean says, we have a vision of what we want our team to be a year from now. He didn't say, and that includes all the guys on this roster, uh-huh. but if they do have that vision, I hope it's different than what this roster looks like mm-hmm. right now because they could be two and six, one and seven at the trade deadline. Yeah, I think I think the vision is very different than what we have in locker room now. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if they were one and seven or two and six, they definitely have to make some trades. And I would hope they did it then because as we've seen even since the start of the offseason, if we had traded guys then, I think we would have got more than we will get now. Mm-hmm. And I think if we just wait now until the end of the season and we have you know, a really terrible season as it's going right now, I don't think teams are going to be clamoring and giving us all they have for yeah. you know guys from a – quote-unquote losing season and that's the other piece of trading somebody right now like who wants jerry judy right now like if you're selling him right now you're asking for like what a sixth round pick like we said let a fourth him... we said a fourth four. is that what you decided oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but i mean like he he hasn't really done much he was one of the tough one with the game grades and it's like yeah he has three catches for 50 yards two of them were uh like third down conversions in the fourth quarter so you give those more weight so, i don't know but the point is like when a guy's playing like that, like you don't trade him now. There's just no reason. Like right now, especially because you have like your Super Bowl tomorrow. Like tomorrow is the biggest game of the season. Like like this is your one opportunity. Like there's four things that you want to get done this year. Like you want to have your first wing record. You want to make the playoffs. You wanted to to end the streak to the Chiefs. You want to end the streak to the Raiders. 
tomorrow's like the chance to do one of those four things that you want to get done. And like, you'd be crazy to think they're actually going to do it. But like with that on the line, I, it would be insane for them to be working the phones right now and not trying to like have something positive come out of this. Cause I'm sure like if you look back through Twitter, I bet for the past like six months, there've been people saying if we just beat the chiefs this year, the season's a success. I don't, I wouldn't have said that, but I'm, I'm sure that those words have been spoken together by Broncos fans at some point. Mm-hmm. And you have that on the line tomorrow. So like the idea that you would be like going behind the scenes, trying to change things at this point that you, you gotta, you gotta be focused on tomorrow first. Henry, I actually disagree with you. Not really? about the chiefs part, but what you said before that you don't want to trade guys now because their values as low as it can be. The way I'm seeing it is it's only going to get lower mm-hmm. from, from There's here no right way. now. Uh, I, like you think Jerry's going catchless? Um, I don't have anything to look at and point to and say that Court or Jerry are going to finish the season strong. And if you trade them now, at least you're trading them to a team that wants them for this year, yeah. that values them. At least they get what ten more games, eight more games at the trade deadline with these guys on the team. So you get a fourth from Jerry now as opposed to in the off season getting a well, sixth. But that's or different. What? Like I'm thinking like trade deadline because like. You trade Cortland Sutton right now. That's he's coming I'm talking, off. Of, I'm talking about trade. Deadline. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he's coming off a game where he had one catch for 13 yards. Like his trade value is the lowest it's been in his career. Like I don't think unless he goes catchless to, tomorrow, it's. I don't think anyone. Yeah. I, it's probably not changing all that much the, anyway. Yeah, I don't think yeah. the value's changing yeah. much. I think yeah. it is what it is. I think it's. I think it's a tough situation because for both those guys, they're talented, but the Broncos' offense isn't necessarily using them as like key weapons. Like, yeah. So I think it's. Not really like a thought process that they're going to have like a monster game this next week because they haven't had a game with even 10 targets, eight targets. They haven't had one of those games. So if they could just for themselves, if they can be put on a team where they could be a big piece to somebody's championship ring, it's better for them. Like it's not a knock on them for them to go somewhere else. It's a much better situation. And I think it would be. I think just worked out better for everybody and they would get more burn. They would get more opportunity and they're like a piece now more so than totally. Well, yep. A guy catching, you know, three balls a game. Yep. I was thinking about, like, Justin Simmons. Imagine him going to a new team. Like, if, if he goes to a team that has secondary problems, and now all of a sudden you have Justin in the middle of that defense, like, it's it's easy to look at it Madden-wise and say, like, oh, well, now you have, like, this guy who's pretty good in coverage, like, makes a couple plays, gets a run. But the big thing is he's just so smart. Like, he's seen every route concept. He's seen every formation. All of a sudden he's out there calling out, like, Hey, watch for this, watch for that. And if you're a team that has like young corners, that is such an invaluable piece to have, Mm -hmm. you know? And I do think that for him, for all these guys, like why, why would you not want out? And the answer is like, maybe you have a house here, family here, like the hassle of moving. There's those sorts of things, but I would be happy for whoever gets traded at this point. Oh, gosh, Henry. When you talk about Justin, you say, man, for a team to get him that's having issues in the secondary would be mm-hmm. so helpful to put him around young corners. I'm going, mm-hmm. that's what the Broncos are. They're struggling <laughs> but, secondary. But he missed that's games. But uh, they have young corners. And, yeah. they, and it's just like. And it, they gave up 70 without no, him. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And it would suck to see Justin go. It's just like. Man, it's so painful when you think of yeah. how bad the defense already is uh-huh. and then losing a player like yeah. that. But 
Um, we talked about it yesterday, just why you would make these moves. Um, and you guys mentioned some big pieces. The Broncos might be getting big pieces back. And let's talk about that and jump into the keys to beating the Chiefs, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. the Broncos Super Bowl tomorrow. After I tell you about <laughs> our friends over at Spirit Hound, where that is made right here in Lions, Colorado. It's award-winning whiskey. In fact, they won the 2022 Whiskey of the Year at the London Spirits Competition. And you can find them in over 40 states, including, of course, right here in Colorado. They have a new tasting room here in the Highlands if you want to go and get some mixed drinks with their great spirits, or you can find them in so many liquor stores. In fact, I bought uh, one of my friends a gift of Spirit Hound, and he absolutely loved it. So make sure to check out Spirit Hound, uh, and when you're at the liquor store, make sure to look for it. And if you're getting ready for winter and need to make sure that your roof is covered, make sure you're checking out friends at Red Hawk Roofing. They are Denver's best roofers, and they have now joined the DMVR team. They have quality materials. They have decades of experience. They're available 24-7. They respond quickly. If you're looking for a new roof over your home or business, be sure to check out Red Hawk Roofing at redhawkroofing.com and tell them that DMVR sent you. All right. Okay, now, next, we've got to talk about some big pieces the Broncos might have back Yesterday, Sean Payton mm -hmm. said Greg Dulcich is close to returning to a game, and he didn't even rule him out for tomorrow's game, which to me is wild. And also, um, another one, Javante Williams, was close to playing this past week. Sean said that if it was a playoff game that Javante probably could have been able to go, but talk about two big pieces for the Broncos offense. Very big, very big. It's interesting because I wonder how they use these guys. Like, we expected them to use a lot of different players a lot of different ways. Um, Javante um, was playing really well, breaking tackles, but I feel like McLaughlin has kind of stepped into exactly. this role where he's yeah. going to need some more touches yeah. too. So that takes away from Samaje and Javante's touches. And, um, you know, we haven't really utilized the tight end a lot, you know, throughout the season. Mm -hmm. So there's a new game plan coming with Greg Dulcich, and now we have a lot of double split tight end, you yeah. know, expanded routes and concepts to really get him open it's interesting man I'll, I'll be i'll be definitely watching to see how they use these guys when they come back I yeah agree. having dulcich back would be huge and that's that's a crazy thing is like having javante back it's like yeah that'd be cool but like you said jaleel's been so good i want him getting most of the touches mm -hmm. you know and javante with where he was at in his recovery the difference between him and samaje like not huge, you know, so it'll be good to have Javante back and definitely like happy for him and all that sort of stuff. But having Greg back is really big because that's to me one of those like key pieces to the offense, you know, is, is that move tight end, a guy you can put in the slot. You know, I, I think some people have been upset with how much Lil Jordan Humphrey's on the field, but a lot of the time I think that they're using him in place of Dulcich. In a lot of ways, those are very similar players. You know, it's like that Sean Payton like spectrum of skill position players where it's just like you have your blocking tight end you have like your hybrid fullback you have like the, the kind of well-rounded tight end and then you have Dulcich and then you have Lil Jordan who are like put him in the slot in the slot you can run behind him but Greg is just like he's he's one of the few weapons that they have yeah you know? with and the it, way that Sutton and Judy played like you just need somebody who can work the seam right there well especially the lack of involvement the wide receivers have had with this offense for yeah. multiple games now I mean Cortland Sutton doesn't get his first target in the game until uh or doesn't get his first catch until two minutes left in the game that was the second target of the game up mm -hmm. until that final drive I think or one of the final drives Jerry Judy had three catches for five yards mm -hmm. and it was Adam Troutman and the running backs and no disrespect mm -hmm. to Adam Troutman if he is like your number one target, you need to have a little more juice there at the tight end position. So Greg brings that. I hope he doesn't play tomorrow, though. I hope he does oh. not because 
He's coming off a hamstring, a guy that deals with lingering hamstring yeah. injuries, and his first practice was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I know it's a big game for... One uh, of few. It's a big game for just, I guess, how you feel. It's not really that big of a game, It's though, a definitely for, a big game, I think. No, because I'll push back. in terms of like where the season's at, I don't <sighs> think so. It yeah. just changes the vibes, though. Like The whole locker room would be totally changed if, if you go and win this game. But like like ending are, ending that streak. Re, re, realistically, like what are our chances that Greg Dulcich comes back and gives us twenty points, and now we can beat the Chiefs? Like, <laughs> See, that's that's, what, that's the there, difference. You know, that's what we're talking about. Like, is it really like a big game for him to come and step up and play? I don't know. I agree. They'll still lose with him, but then it's not worth it. But then, mm-hmm. what are you saving him for if not this? Like, um, you might as well just rest him the rest of the season. You know, I I just think no. I think that. He had hamstring injuries last year, and it popped huh. up again. You got to make sure that's that's ready to go. But we yeah. are having our guest Baldy on just a second, so we've got to race through Whiteboard Wednesday. We're going to talk about the game after we talk with Baldy too. But let's hit Whiteboard really quick, and we got about a minute for every single one of these. Dang. So uh, so we're going to have to hit these. All right, here, let's pull it up. First one, zero, none, nil, and I'm talking about this is crazy, but. For the Broncos to win, they have to keep Patrick Mahomes out of the end zone. He cannot have a passing touchdown Mm. because the Chiefs are on a 27-game win streak when he has at least one passing touchdown. Is that insane? Mm -hmm. And that's a very hard thing to do. His over-under for touchdowns in this game is set at two and a half. So Mm -hmm. you're going to have to do something that Patrick Mahomes doesn't often do and something that the Broncos have struggled with, keeping guys out of the end zone. But that red zone defense is going to have to be key the Chiefs haven't lost a game when Patrick Mahomes has had a passing touchdown since December 12th, 2021. So that's yeah. why. Keep him out of the end zone. That's a big one right there. Big one. All right, next key is burn the boats. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is that everybody knows that story about uh, the Army captain in like the 1500s who mm-hmm. got his men off the ship and burned the ships behind him. Like the only thing we can do now is go forward. Like that has to be the Broncos mentality. There's nothing bigger than this game. There's nothing bigger mm-hmm. after this game. You have to be full, full force into this game. And that's the way they they win it. The guys have to play with like their hairs on fire. Like this is the last game of the season. Like you said, like it's the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They have to burn the boats. They have to move forward and they have to try and win this game. And really quick, I've seen a lot of when it was the Bears game, when it was the Jets game, I've seen a lot of Broncos fans um, talk down to to those teams and be like, well, that was your Super Bowl. Congratulations on winning Mm -hmm. that in week four. When's the Broncos Super Bowl? When Uh are they going to have that game where where they show up? And you could be right, Henry. It could be this one. Yeah. Again, like, I don't think they're going to win. Like, I I mean, how could you think that they're going to win? Like, they're probably going to get their asses kicked. But that's... It's all they have is this game. Like, there's there's this game, the next game, and the Raiders game. Those are the three games that actually kind of matter. Yeah. I like, think at home against the Chiefs will be just a little bigger. Yeah, I mean, either way, a win is massive. Either yeah. way, I mean, could you imagine a world where we talk about Chiefs game and we aren't talking about the streak? Like, that's what's on the line here, is there's no more like, yeah, they've lost 15 in a row, it's impossible. Like, all offseason I was saying there's no way in hell I picked the Broncos to beat the Chiefs regardless. And, like, obviously, given the way the season's gone, you still don't. But that stuff is dead. Like, you win this game, all of a sudden, the Chiefs are just another football team. That's just another human football team. And it's, that's a big place to be going This into may next be year. like the AFC Championship because yeah. <laughs> I think this is a short week. Very good yeah. team. Very good offense. Maybe the, the game at home is the Super Bowl yeah. because that'll be a realistic shot at knocking <sighs> them off the throne. you have a full week to 
yeah. you know, prepare. Yeah. I think the that's is, their best opportunity. So. And the thing so, is, so, I don't think that one's realistic either. So is, ne- <laughs> is next week against the Packers, is that the bye week in between the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl? Yeah, because who cares what happens <laughs> yeah, <it's> there? true. <laughs> we might as well just NFC study Chiefs, yeah. Chiefs film that whole week. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's that's get the They next were doing that here. in the locker room. Oh, we can move along. We're in a rush. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) Let's hit this next one. Get off my lawn. Yeah, they got to get off the field. Like, on third downs, Mm. that's that's what makes the Chiefs special. Like, that to me is what stands out. I mean, they're number one in in third down offense. Like, they convert 63% or something. And you... You just have to find a way to get them off the field on third downs. It's impossible because that's when Mahomes gets to do all of his, like, superhero type stuff where it's like, oh, play's dead. Oh, no, he rolls out. Oh, no, he rolls out. And and since it's a third down, it's like, yeah, might as well throw some crazy pass and see if it works mm-hmm. because otherwise, what, we punt? Like, we're losing the ball anyway. So that's that, to me, is going to be the thing. And I don't know. I mean, it's a football game. I feel like this is how they all come to It's like third downs, red zone, turnovers, penalties, like, you win those, you're good. But I think the third downs are the big one in this game. Yep, yep. That's a really good point. And before we go further, got to tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Um, I think Henry, before the show, was saying, mm. like, oh, man, all of Breckenridge beers are so good. You can't go wrong. And were you mentioning Strawberry Sky, too? Yeah. Just as always, Strawberry oh, Sky yes, season. Yeah. yeah, which I'm not sure if we have on tap. It's been a while since I, which oh, I need to sad. talk to somebody about. Because yes, we, we have do. most of them, but... That's the That's one. A fan favorite. You know, I want to have like a couple before the game tomorrow, a couple mm. during the game. We're I, not going to the game, so I don't have like a whole lot of writing responsibilities. <laughs> I'm not on the pregame postgame show, so yeah. You're uh, not you're not doing a, a an interview with Sean after. Exactly. Like I, I was thinking about that. Like again, the Broncos are not winning this game, but if they did, being able to write that story from the locker room like what's it like ending this streak, especially given the way season went, that would have been nice. But they're not going to win anyway, so it doesn't matter. Man, you keep saying that. I wonder, I'm wonder. i wondering if you're just setting up for a big turnaround when you give your pick, and you're actually going to have the Broncos pulling this one out. We'll see. I'm curious. I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, come by the DNBR bar tomorrow night. We're giving away a Pat Sertan jersey at halftime, so make sure to come by. It's going to be fun. Maybe you'll get to see the Broncos pull off the big upset and hang out with us, get some Breckenridge Brewery. But if you can't make it to the bar, go to breckbrew.com to find the official beer of DNBR. Oh, and also uh, check out Splash Sports, um, mostly because, sorry, I just got another notification. I tweeted out what the contract numbers would be and like what the Broncos could work it out to be if they traded Russ, and everybody's like, oh, then nobody wants it, blah, 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 and everybody's like wrong, and I just got some Yahoo guy just quote tweeted. It's, it's been like the worst thing, um, but yeah, so Splash Sports, it's, uh, it's a cool way to make money. Um, you just gotta deposit some cash, and then you can enter DMVR's uh, weekly NFL picks pick X contest for twenty dollars. And the more people who enter, obviously, the larger the prize. Uh, there's gonna be contests all week. You just pick the games, and and there's actually some different contests too. But it's it's an awesome thing to go check out. So head to splashsports.com/dmvr to join in. Uh, we'll have different contests coming out, so we are stoked to compete with and against you all. Be sure to click the link in the description. You know you're really off the rails when your hear's bringing you back in, Henry. Yeah, probably off mic. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm trying, yeah, because I'm not talking. I'm just <laughs> saying we... my hand signals, you know, as a producer back here, like behind the stage, I'm trying to get you producer, going. Producer, you're here. Do we have our guy, 
Not yet. Ready? Not yet. Then okay. why are you doing the hand <laughs> thing? Because you're talking about something that's not the ad read. We need to get going. Wow. Yeah, okay, you're really you're keeping us on track. Sure mic was off. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it was the mic off for that dumb thing I just Come said. Come on, you're here. Come yeah. on. We're trying to get I back into the game. Who wasted more exactly? Who wasted more time? <laughs> you did. Let's that's go. Oh, now I use cross line there. <laughs> well, let's go back into Whiteboard Wednesday until we got our guy Brian Baldy joining us. Uh, black and white. Yeah, this is a game for the Broncos. Broncos, um, you're going to see a lot of vanilla. It's going to be black and white. Yep. Um, it's going to be very, very simple. They had a short week to repair. It's tough because the Chiefs do so much, but when you get them on a short week, you got to just be black and white. Uh, second part of this is black and white. Shout out to the refs. We need some from you <laughs> this game. Yes. We need a couple calls. We need a couple big plays from you. So help us out, man. Especially the last time the Broncos were in Arrowhead, it was the opposite. Mm -hmm. Remember that Cortland yeah. Sutton pass interference? Yeah. Yeah, those calls need to go the other way. Yes, and we the, need that. The crazy thing is the Chiefs are like almost the bottom of the league. Like they're bottom five, I think, in penalty differential. Like they have been called for more penalties compared to their opponents than just about anybody in the league. And I think that's the same as the Broncos, right? No. Wait, let me double check. The Broncos, I don't understand. The Broncos have either the most, their opponents have the most penalties called against them or the least. Yeah. Because it says like the Broncos opponents are number one and penalties committed. Yeah. So yeah, the, the Jets had a lot last year. So week. then that yeah. means that, so yeah. man, the, the refs have been helping the Broncos yeah. out. Well, I mean, they've also called a lot on the Broncos. But yeah, so the, the Broncos are sixth in the NFL in net penalties, like in a good way. Mm -hmm. Like, so they've... The opponents have been called for six more than the Broncos have, okay. which is one of the best marks. The Chiefs are... What's crazy is the Broncos have been called for yeah. a ton, too. They're Chiefs, bottom five. Chiefs are minus 10, which is third from the bottom. So, like, the... The refs have been helping them? No. Oh. No. Except for the in the games. Well, and that's the thing. is like the eye test. You're like, you're like, oh, that seems wrong. But, yeah, based on the numbers, the Chiefs are getting the worst whistle, and the Broncos are getting one of the best. Yep. Well, I love that. Black and white. There we go. All right, let's hit the next one here. We've got man up. Yeah, no more of just the crazy coverage. There's just so many plays that you go back and look at. Like there's there's one like it's like a third and four, and it's like cover three. They've got everybody like pressed against the line of scrimmage. Meanwhile, Justin Simmons is like 20 yards off the ball, like oh, deep stuff. And so it's just a little tight end, just runs right behind Josie out and in. And there's just like an acre of wide open grass right there that you've just left unaccounted for. The zone stuff, the off-coverage off stuff just doesn't work. These receivers are horrible. They're horrible. This might be the worst group of receivers in the NFL. Like, I don't even know who else would be in the conversation. They are awful. Like, Kadarius Toney, insane some of those numbers. He has, like, 83 receiving yards this season, 82 of them after the catch. He has done <laughs> literally nothing. Mm -hmm. And he's arguably the best receiver. Like, he's kind of the number one the way they play him. They've got Kelsey. That's an issue. Put Pat on him. Just man up. Simple stuff. No more. Don't don't let any. Don't don't let Vance try to, like, overthink things. Just go out there, play football, and you'll be fine. I love it. And speaking of going out there, let's go out there and talk to our guy. We've got Baldy joining us right now. And before we hop into this Broncos debacle that's happening this season, Baldy, I've gathered some information that you might be the most interesting man. What, what adventure do you have up your sleeve this week? Oh, wait, Brian, we can't hear you. Wait, wait. our producer's going to help us out here. Let's see. Yeah, here, do we have him? Oh, he's saying something Wow, good. it looks so interesting, too. <laughs> I can just tell that this is good stuff. 
Oh no, you're here. Help us out here. Do we have him? Oh, my oh he's checking if it's on oh, his no. end. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not, on his end. On There's a lip read. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here, come on. Let's do this now. There we go. Okay, we're good. We're good. Okay, Brian, we got oh, you. We're good now. Okay. All right. Um, you're asking me about what adventure I have up my sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm doing the Jets Eagles game on Sunday at uh, MetLife Stadium, but I feel like Saturday morning I could very easily be looking for these lemon sharks that are out near this reef off the coast of Fort Lauderdale. So. That's what I hope I'm doing. I'm hope I'm just observing some lemon sharks on this one reef. See, that is incredible, especially for us living in Colorado. To uh-huh. hear that is yeah. like that's yeah. like the biggest adventure ever. And yeah, I heard like no last sharks. week you went like a couple miles off the coast and we're doing just some deep sea diving. Well, I, was, uh, I was uh, I was paddleboarding. I was paddleboarding last week. It was so calm, and then but I brought my my you know I'm a I'm a free diver, so I just brought my free diving gear and just jumped in. Just checking out some turtles and lionfish, and you know, just kind of exploring down there, you know, cool. a mile out. Couple what's miles what's out. like the best thing that you found? <laughs> like like in your whole life of like snorkeling and like free dive, whatever. Like coolest animal? Like well, sharks? I mean, the coolest thing honestly are these Pacific mantas that feed at night uh. on plankton. And so if you shine the light, you know, in the water at night, it attracts the plankton, and then it it brings all these Pacific manta. And they got a wingspan of like 20 feet, you know? And so they're just like, they're just like doing these acrobatics, just opening their mouth and just gorging themselves. And you just like swim freely between them and just observe like just the natural beauty. It's pretty cool. You just got to do it at night, which is terrifying. (laughs) So that's, that's the only, like, you know, that's the only part that you have to kind of get over. Yeah, that seems wow. like a pretty big part to get over. That is also awesome. like the twenty foot manta rays yeah, yeah. would be tough to get over for me. But well, we've been talking about how the Broncos could very well be looking at like a one and seven record at the bye with two games against the Chiefs coming up, and then also the Packers. If the season keeps going this way, maybe we'll just turn this segment into uh, you know the most interesting happy. man in the world. I got plenty of video. I'll be happy to share it with you guys. Oh, we will love yeah. it. <laughs> if if you had to compare the Broncos to some ocean creature. <laughs> Which creature would that be? Well, um, think about uh, whatever creature is out there right now mm-hmm. that is the most defenseless creature. Is that a problem? <laughs> you know, because they, they look defenseless. You know, like they, they don't have any teeth in their defense at all. Yeah. So maybe like, you know, like a nurse shark is kind of like a puppy. You know, it really doesn't have teeth. You could go pet it. Like maybe it's just a nurse shark. It looks, it looks venomous. It looks like you could be mean, uh-huh. but it's not going to do a darn thing to you. Man. Oh, man. That hurts, but you asked me for, I know that hurts and I'm not trying yeah. to just, you know, oh, yeah. tear the city apart, but you know, you're asking me for, you know, some sort of analogy. That's what I came up with. That's no. probably the nicest thing anybody said about the Broncos <laughs> on the podcast this week. Yeah, no, that's real. But I hear you talk about sharks. I hear you talk about the ocean. And then we heard last week or la- yesterday from James Palmer that you're a big Jaws fan. Is it about oh, yeah. time to start playing the Jaws theme song on the on the Denver Broncos season? <laughs> well, well, well. I mean, I'm sure that's what they're playing in Kansas City. You know? <laughs> like, like that's the worst team that you could actually schedule, you know, to try to get a win. Evidently, since I don't even know exactly the year, um, you know, the last time the Broncos beat them. But I know Pat Mahomes just the way Aaron Rodgers felt like he owned the Bears. I'm sure privately Patrick Mahomes is 
telling Taylor Swift that we own the Denver Broncos. And, um, up in a suite somewhere, you know, tomorrow night. Yeah, that'll, that'll probably be in a song in a couple of years uh, about their <laughs> private conversations. And uh, so speaking of this defenseless Broncos defense, Baldy, where do the Broncos go from here with this defense? And you can take it with tomorrow's game. You can take it in a long-term view. Um, just when the defense is this bad, I mean, they're the worst in the NFL against the run, fourth worst against the pass, most yards per play given up, most yards per game, most points per game. Where do you go from here to, to make well, things better? You, you, you always go to the basics. So if you, if you look at like, you know, forget about Devon Chain and what he did the week before. But if you just look at Brees Hall's touchdown, the only touchdown the Jets scored all day. All right. But it was, you know, there's so many things wrong with the play. Um, the linebacker play, inside linebacker play was terrible. The outside defensive end jumped outside when he mm -hmm. saw motion. Well, Justin Simmons was already out there. There was no reason to widen the hole even further. It wasn't a hole. It was a gorge. And so I don't know where, you know, Kareem Jackson was on the play, but you're the free safety. Like you're the last line of defense. You can't let Brees Hall just hit the gas pedal. So just you start with the basics of just alignment, honestly, like just get yourself, like you give yourself a chance to defend that play. The play is like, it's not a difficult play to defend. Everybody mm -hmm. that runs power football runs power up. You just don't see a hole like that. Literally, the fullback ran through the hole with nobody to block. There was nobody. I've, I've never seen that play go that far <laughs> without the fullback blocking somebody. Like, he literally had nobody to block. So, if you say, okay, we're, we're historically bad. We're not going to – you can't just go get 11 new players. You, but you got to, like – you got to play – you got to play the defense. And so, it starts with just basics, run fits, stopping the run. Like, th just the basics of defense, tackling better in space, all those kind of things. Yeah, we talked to, Con we talked to again, Palmer and, and Conklin, the tight end for the Jets. He said, just based off the alignment, they knew that a run would go for six or seven yards before they even snapped the ball. Is that alignment something they can fix from week to week, or is this kind of just how this defense is set up to be and they kind of have to adjust and try to play better within it? Well, it's probably on my board uh, back there, but at some point, <laughs> you just go to some basics and defensive football. If you step up, you clean it up. If you back up, you give it up. So if you're just going to back up, if you're just going to stay five and a half yards off the off the ball at the linebacker position, and you're not stepping up to go meet, you know, a double team, um, if you're not scraping over the top as soon as you see, if you're not scraping as soon as you see the left guard pull, like read your keys. The guard's telling you where the play is going. So, I mean, I just think basic football, like step up, like, it's a physical game. You got to play it that way. And I, I think there could be a lot that can be done by just analyzing some of these plays that are going for a hundred miles right now against the defense, where a lot of them are preventable if you step up and clean it up. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. Like, I mean, there's, there's Benito was way too far outside. You've got the linebackers not kind of making up for it, not getting inside. But to, to me, I guess the question is if, I know everybody's screwing up, but if you could just improve the defensive line or improve the inside linebackers or improve the outside linebackers, like like which group do you think you could? I mean, you obviously can't just actually go upgrade them, but but where would you see a benefit if you could the most? If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I, I always believe that you can stop the run if you want to stop the run. Like it's a passing league, but it does start with the run. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco is going to get carries tonight. Okay. Like, you can't let that kid get started. 
Like you've got to get that kid on the ground mm-hmm. early because he's not, the wheels don't stop and you've got to wrap him up. Like he bounces off contact, like a lot of the great backs do, and you can't let him get started. And so you say, okay, let's start with the basics. Let's play better run defense. Let's get off. Let's not stay blocked. Let's get off our blocks. Let's read our keys and let's tackle. Like, let's just put that up on a bulletin board in front of the whole team and have everybody recite it. Like that's not that all those players have played. I, I know Alex Singleton, like he played in Philadelphia here. Like he makes a lot of tackles. They're too far down the field, but like, let's start with keeping the runs under four yards of carry. Let's just start with some basics. To kind of start with basics and take a step back on where this team's at. Sean, when we talked to Sean Payton yesterday, he said he has a vision for where this roster is going to be in a year from now. From some basics, what what does a Sean Payton roster look like? What is he looking for? Well, he always had, well, I mean, there there was three years in New Orleans where they were seven and nine. And then they had a draft where they got really an all pro right tackle. They got as good a right corner as there is in football and they got Camara. So they, you know, they really fixed three positions. The offense changed immediately, but I mean, it's not about speed at wide receiver. He's one without speed at wide receiver. It's, it's really built really good in the trenches. At one point mm-hmm. he had Carl Nix and Jari Evans at guard. Like they were the two highest paid guards in the league. And their job was basically to create a fortress in front of Drew Brees every play. Like Drew Brees never did what Russell's doing now. Part of it is that's how Russell plays sometimes. But he's running for his life out there. Mm -hmm. Like it starts with building the best wall. Now they went out and got two free agents. Like obviously McGlinchey is struggling. He's not in the 49er offense. Like it doesn't look like it's a good free agent signing. But it does start with building a really good offensive line where your quarterback can actually go through progressions and have time to go through progressions. When that, you know, Ramchek was playing next to Jari Evans, I mean, that was a great right side. You could run screens behind it. You could take deep shots behind it, you, you know. But, you know, he won with receivers, Michael Thomas, guys out of Hofstra. Like, you know, Drew Brees threw touchdown passes to 70 different receivers. Most of them never broke an egg once they left in New Orleans. It was, you know, it was Sean's offense, but it was because – they were protected up front and he never got very far away from the run game ever. Like Sean was never just pass happy. Drew Brees, if he saw a light box, they checked to a run. They ran the ball. That was on the quarterback, but that was all premeditated from the breakdowns of preparation during the week. With McGlinchey, what difference do you see with him this year versus with the 49ers? Is it just that he doesn't have, you know, the, studs all around him he's not having george kittle help him with blocks there's no chips from kyle use or is this is is has he regressed in some way well he's getting exposed because you know he's he, because they, they don't have the luxury of great play action and the luxury of having the best tackle on the other side where there's no leakage over there you know i mean mcglinchey could give up pressure you know on the right side in san francisco and the quarterback had one guy to beat. You know, if Micah Parsons was over there, you know, in a playoff game or against Dallas, and McGlinchey's had struggle, 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 he struggled with him, let's say. Like, it wasn't like it was leaking from all over the place. You know, that was one guy to go beat. Now it's leaking everywhere. And so, you know, it, it, it compounds whatever weaknesses. You could see, like, Mike was frustrated the other day, you know, with um, some of the things he did. Like, look, um, 
this Byron, this Bryce Huff is, you know, he's a Bugatti out there. Like his takeoff is elite. And if you're not off, like it's, it's like um, for right tackle or left tackle, if you're right tackle, it's like um, Usain Bolt running the 100 meter dash. Like even Usain Bolt isn't winning the race unless he gets off to a fast start. So you've got to get off to a good start, all right, to give yourself a chance against a guy like Bryce Huff, who screams off the edge and, you know, can make you look bad. He can twist you up because he plays with leverage. He's fast off the ball and he can bend. So he gives a lot of people trouble. And, you know, in Jermaine Johnson, I just watched it today up at the Jets facility. Like his ankles bend like Gumby. Like, you know, there's not many guys that have that ability to do that. And it gave, gave Mike Strutton, who is a little stiff, it gives him, you know, tr- struggles out there. A final one for you. How do the Broncos pull off this massive upset tomorrow night against the Chiefs? Ten and a half point dogs. How do they break this 15-game losing streak? Well, I'll be honest. You know, like the Jets had them 20-20 late in the fourth quarter. They had plenty of chances to win the game. They didn't win it. Minnesota, like, honestly, if, if – I don't know what Andy Reid was thinking, but they went for it fourth and one at midfield and threw a 50-yard bomb that they got a defensive pass interference penalty on. They got a, in, got him an easy touchdown. Like, they, they didn't put Minnesota away. They didn't put Phil, uh, the Jets away. Um, like, they're not this runaway freight train right now. And defensively, they are elite, though. Um, their two corners, Legereus Sneed and Trent McDuffie, they're as good a tandem as there is in football. Like, those guys, they'll get beat. They'll have a penalty. But, like, literally, they challenge every single route. They tackle everything that moves. Like, they're... They're really good. And Chris Jones, like, he just ruined Minnesota's offense last week. Single-handedly, he ruined it. Like, he is a great, great player. And you – it's like I'm in Philly here, so I talked to the guys this week. Like, Aaron Donald didn't didn't make a play last week against the Eagles. But they put together a game plan where they literally, no matter where he went, what he did, they doubled him with Kelsey all day long. Like, you got to have a game plan. And I know, I know Sean has played against Aaron Donald before. He burns the midnight oil. Like, you've got to have a plan for Chris Jones because he will ruin your offense. He's just that good. Man, I love it. Awesome mm-hmm. insight. We'll be looking for some some pictures or maybe next week we'll have a video. Of some 20-foot uh, creatures there in the sea. Thanks so much, Baldy, for joining okay, us. Yeah. We, we look yeah. forward to next week. Yep. Yeah. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. I'll right talk on. to you next week. <laughs> Thank you. See ya. Oh man, awesome, awesome insight. Yep. Um, Todd, when you were uh, down in the, the tropics this past week, were you doing anything like that? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that adventurous. I, uh, I snorkel maybe a little bit. I'm not seeing no sharks, no stingrays. Nope. No. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Just seems like a bad him. idea. Like, cause I know he says like those sharks don't hurt you, but I have no idea what the different sharks look like. Uh-huh. It's like snakes, right. honestly. Where it's like people say, like, oh, you're scared of snakes? Yeah, because they all look the freaking same. Yes. Like, that could be the one that kills you. It mm-hmm. could be the one that doesn't bite. Meanwhile, like, you go out in the woods and see animals. It's like, oh, a deer, safe. A bear, not safe. Right. A squirrel, safe. Like, snakes, same thing with, like, anything in the ocean. You, you just don't win know. in the water. You can't <laughs> no, win in the water. No. 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 And I saw what happened to Steve Irwin. He deal yes. with animals yes. every single yeah. day. Meanwhile, yeah. yeah. he's yeah. still yes. a came <laughs> uh-uh, He's like, I'm yeah, 20-foot manta rays are safe. And it's like, well... I guess that wasn't a 20-foot manta ray, but how do you know the difference? Yeah, yeah. Like, it seems like the big ones should be scarier anyway. Yeah. The only reason I'm okay with my cats is because I'm so much bigger than them. Mm-hmm. If they were lion size, 
I wouldn't wow. be here today. That's no. true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Because <laughs> sometimes they attack, man. Um, man, I don't that... trust cats. Cats are finicky, man. They <laughs> yeah, I don't do cats. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was awesome insight. And uh, did he give you hope for this game? Well, he just told us that the Chiefs aren't, you know, the best thing since sliced bread right now. They're not really <laughs> wow. playing the best. So I mean, any given Sunday, right? Yep. Any given uh, yeah. Sunday. That's what any given Thursday, oh, Thursday. night football. Who did, yeah. the, who did the Cardinals beat the Cowboys? They did. Like once a week, there is something crazy that happens. Again, I think, were, I think there were 14 point dogs in that game. Yeah. Too. I mean, it is football. Like we can play the game in our mind as many times as we want, but it doesn't really matter what you think is going to happen. Like they get to go out there and either win or lose. You never know. Mm. I'd put a lot of money on them losing, but. So <laughs> then, yeah, you, that's what you said. So here's, here's my question, which I want you guys to think about. What are the odds? The Broncos win because if you if they play this game a hundred times, how many times do the Broncos win this exact game tomorrow night? And I want your answer after I tell you about yeah. DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you want to put a lot of money like Henry on this game, if you take a hundred dollars and put it over at DraftKings Sportsbook, just to give you an idea of what the odds are, if you take a hundred dollars, put it on the Broncos to win. You're going to win $400. That's all they have to do is win $400. Yeah. If you put $100 on the Chiefs to win, you know how much money you're winning, Todd? $10. Close. $18.69. <laughs> That's just how big of favorites the Broncos or the Chiefs are in this game. But they have so many other bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, you can get Jaleel McLaughlin yards. You can get Marvin Mims yards. Man, that one is so juicy to me. Mm-hmm. Set of 18 and a half. It's like, that's one catch from him. But last week I got fooled. It was set at 23 and a half. And I was like, that's one catch for him. Turned out he wasn't on the field in the fourth quarter after his uh, fumbling issues that he had. So uh, that's one that I still really like. 91% of the money is on the Chiefs over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you want to do this and get in on the action. 91%? Yep. And with those odds. Yeah, like people are like, ah, oh, this is a hundred bucks to win eighteen bucks, and that could be people are like, I gotta too. get in on this. It could be on the oh, spread. Okay. Can, okay. The economy yeah. is really bad, man. Eighteen dollars can take you a long way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wouldn't that be the opposite if the economy is really bad? Eighteen dollars doesn't get you very far. Yo, eighteen dollars is eighteen dollars. No <laughs> it's, it's true. Eighteen dollars is eighteen dollars. Uh, and if you want to turn that money into more money, use that code DNVR, and you'll get. A $200 in bonus bets when you place a $5 bet on football. That's for new customers. Place a $5 bet to get $200 in bonus bets after using the code DNVR. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-777. Visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash sportsbook slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsibly, responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after your students. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Also, there's a 50% boost for the game, too. Ooh, how so that about that? Plus 400 is actually plus 600. Wow. 100 bucks pays 600. So are you convincing yourself? Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, wow. No, again, you'd have to be insane <laughs> or, to think the Broncos are going to wow. win this game. But as order the Chiefs minus 400, it's minus 200. Yeah, they're minus that... 535. So you boost that to five, probably like minus 300, minus 350, uh... something like that. I don't know. It's hard to do those reverse odds. 357. 357. Bet $357, mm. win 100. 
So here's the question. Not bad. Tempting. <laughs> if the Broncos play this game a hundred times, how many of them are they winning? Uh, I'd give them four. Four? <laughs> yeah. It's like a 96% chance. Oh, yeah. for sure. So then you you would, if you're a betting man, you would like that minus 535 for the Chiefs. Yeah. Go man. take out your life savings and go ahead. Four. And, Why not? <laughs> yeah. Henry, you higher on the Broncos? No, or? zero. Like again, I can't I can't imagine how this happens. Like having seen like I think Isaiah Pacheco is gonna go for two hundred and fifty yards. Like I think Patrick Mahomes is gonna throw six touchdowns. Like I think Travis Kelsey is gonna like get married to Taylor Swift because she's not gonna be able to like keep her hands off him after what he does. Like that's just having seen what I've seen and knowing what I know about when the Broncos play the Chiefs, like how I can't imagine a world in which they win this game. Like I just I don't know. Wow. Like maybe Mahomes just maybe it rains and the ball slips out of his hands and like he just fumbles like five times, I guess. But like I they're not winning. I don't think they're going to win, but I think it's going to be closer than what people expect. It's the AFC West. Yeah. The games are always close. Even last year, they had an opportunity to beat True. them when they weren't a very good football team. Um, it's going to be closer than what people expect, but I still don't believe it's going to be a win. I guess I'm Mr. Brightside on this one. I'd say the Broncos win this 17 times out of 100. Wow. So the Chiefs still giving them very much the yeah. advantage here. But it's something that Baldy pointed to. Uh, this Chiefs team, in terms of, like, <laughs> units, isn't... What are we looking at? So I've just been hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> We're happy that you're hanging out with us. That's, that's what the podcast is. It's, it's very true. That's We're happy that point. all of you guys are hanging out with that us, That means too. he's doing the best. Um, I'm not going to lie. There's some really comments in here that you guys don't see all the time that I'm like, I don't know if I should bring that up, but that's pretty hilarious. Frame them. Yeah, oh, there's a lot that I never want to see. Um, and you hear pulls them up every time. It's like, damn, you hear. Oh, I call people out on the comments. <laughs> I'm just behind the screen. Like, it's cool. Um, since we weren't able to do it when Baldi was on, we got to call you out, you hear for not letting Baldy talk for us for the first minute. Yeah, it wasn't me. It's Ecamm is having problems or system. Uh, who's, who's in charge of Ecamm? Ecamm? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, don't use Ecamm then. Ecamm? I'm just <laughs> like, I'm not in charge then don't of you, Then don't use Ecamm. <laughs> then we don't have a show. Well, that's on you. Find, you got to find a solution. <laughs> I mean, also, you shouldn't be commenting on the show while Baldy's talking. Oh, uh, there we go. Oh. You're here. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I shouldn't be plugging game grades. <laughs> I should definitely be plugging the game grades. This also, is, do it in your own is, time, not he brought time. up. He brought up, like, the missed assignments on the, the touchdown run. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had spent, like, an hour trying to, like figure out what exactly went wrong because like you look at there's like not enough guys in the box like guys are going the wrong way uh -huh. it's like i was like just googling like okay back to the basics how do you defend <laughs> a power run and it's like i'm sure nick benito is supposed to like go inside bounce it to the outside like that's that's the way it has it's to work supposed to all hammer back and the linebacker has to get over the top the only problem is when they run the power out traditionally the fullback leads uh the blocking through up after the guard. Yep. And sometimes what teams do to trick you is, you know, one of your keys is the fullback. So the fullback is an eye. And normally if you're running to like the right side, he goes directly to the right behind the guard. Uh -huh. On this play, they did what some teams do is they brought the fullback to the left and then gave yeah. him time to get behind the guard. So everybody uh, as linebackers, okay, now we're going to take a step to the left because yep. we think the play is going left. By the time you look up, there's a 300-pound tackle barreling down on you, and you can't get back over the top of him. So that's that, what really happened. That also play. explains why like all three defensive linemen like 
kind of took a step to the right, or at mm-hmm. least were willing to go right. But then you throw in like you have the receiver who's lined up real tight in the slot. You've mm-hmm. got the motion also, and so it's like okay, these diagrams are so simple, and I don't know. And I've, I'm just happy it wound up. Yeah, Benito was way too far outside. Like some of the same things. Ah. Henry that was spent a nightmare. An hour looking an at hour. that. You could have called Todd for thirty <laughs> seconds and got the he answer. He's in Barbados. Like I'm not oh, going to bother fair. him no, in Barbados. No, no, no. Touché. That's fair. Well, that's you know fair. what the craziest thing was? I was like, okay, gotta start over. How to defend a power run? Let's mm-hmm. pull it up. Top video. Bobby Houck, Montana's football coach from when he was the oh head coach gosh. at UNLV. It's like just top eight. Like sometimes it's just a video pops up, and I was like. That's why that's you were searching Bobby. for an hour. That, that video didn't teach you anything. <laughs> no, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. <laughs> okay, he didn't last long at UNLV before he came back to Montana, but in Montana, that run defense, unbelievable. Except, uh, yeah. yeah, it's unbelievable. Except what, a 400-yard game they gave <laughs> up or something? what Montana State did to him last year. But Scadaboo back when he was there, too. <laughs> Sac State, ugh. So mm-hmm. one of the things that, that Baldy kind of pointed out, which I have noticed with this Chiefs team as well, they're not elite in any part of the game in terms of like yeah. pass offense, run offense, pass defense, run defense. They're top 10 at everything, yeah. but they're not elite. Now, you boil it down, Patrick Mahomes, an elite quarterback, obviously, but with the weapons he's throwing to, especially if Travis Kelsey isn't playing tomorrow, that's not an elite pass no. offense. Um, so that's how you beat the Chiefs is they don't dominate you in anything and then of course you got to put it up against the broncos and it's Mm -hmm. like well patrick mahomes can absolutely dominate the worst Mm -hmm. defense in the nfl isaiah pacheco especially with the chiefs offensive line can absolutely dominate and be elite but it's not like you look at the chiefs and say there is no way that we can stop that or there's no way that we can score on them they're really good all the way around, and this might be the most well-rounded Chiefs team that they've ever had, mm-hmm. but they're not, like, un- impossibly s- unstoppable at anything. Yeah, like- yeah, I just feel like it's tough because I do look at it and say there's no way we can stop that because we've made every team that wasn't even close to being elite yeah. or top 10 in any category look like they should be in the running for MVP, whether it's Washington, Chicago, I think, even uh, the Jets last week, they beat the Denver Broncos in every offensive statistical category, period. Yep. Rush yards, passing yards, like attempt, like accuracy, like they beat them in everything. Yep. And that was the Jets. Yep. Yep. It was Zach Wilson who <laughs> yes. wasn't having was a good season. Hackett. And Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, like the one time we definitely can't have somebody to go off on us, they still have 400 yeah, yards of offense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the other thing is, so they, they have the terrible receivers. Those tackles have also been awful. Like, Jawan Taylor, with all the penalties, with the, the missed assignments also, like, Donovan Smith on the other side looks like he's, like, a 40-year-old man. I'm not sure if he is 40 yet, but he basically is. There are so many weaknesses on this team, I feel like, when you just look at it. Like, you're just like, how do you not just go around the edge and get, like, six sacks in this game? How do you not man up on these receivers and just sh- totally shut them down? Like, defensively, they have... I mean, I guess the edges are hurt more than anything. Like, Carl Aftis has been good, but if he doesn't play, it's like, you shouldn't have to worry too much about Mike Dana coming off that one. It's like, it it is surprising to me, looking through this roster, that they are this good. And it's because of... Mahomes and Kelsey. Of Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, and then Andy Reid as mm-hmm. well. Oh, and Chris um, Jones helps too. Yeah. yeah. The well, other and thing- their, their defense actually is getting really i mean it uh yeah. baldy mentioned the corners they are getting some some young guys and the linebackers really well. are nice but i was talking to somebody 
about Chris Jones, and I'm you must have. I mean, you definitely played him, but but what I heard was basically like he's really good when he wants to be, but he'll take some plays off, and you just kind of don't want to piss him off. Is that at all what you remember? Well, I guess he I was on the other it. side, yeah, but like they would been the conversations, yeah. No, but I think he is one of those guys that like when he wants to dominate you, he can. I don't think there's anything stopping him besides his own will yeah. and want to. Um, so I don't know if he takes plays off or anything like that, but I think, do think just like Aaron Donald, if he gets a one on one and he wants to win, he's gonna win. Huh. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's that's gonna be tough. But speaking of the pass rush, um, let's get to our final whiteboard of the game here. And after all this bickering, we all just need a little 420 reset here. Yeah. I'll wow. need to calm down a little bit, but not the Broncos. That's not what I'm talking <laughs> about here. What I'm talking about here is Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper, number 42 and number oh, zero. Wow. They need to have the we games of make their the lives shirt. here. Mm-hmm. If, if they go out there, they combine for like five sacks, Broncos win this game. We got to make like a 420 shirt to commemorate There we go. It. What about four and a half sacks? 4.2 sacks. It's close. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. Like you got split a sack five ways. Yep. And speak, uh. speaking of that number, <laughs> Nick, I don't know about that. Nick Benito has four and a half sacks over the past two games, so he's capable of having another big time game. But Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes has diced up the Broncos. Even last year, he had 320 passing yards and 350 passing yards in their two games. Only 40 to Travis Kelsey, only 70 to Travis Kelsey in those two games. These receivers aren't going to beat you. What is going to beat you is Patrick Mahomes just making plays. And how does he make plays the most? It's by just buying time in the back, Mm -hmm. running around, doing crazy things. If he has time, well, then he is going to beat you through the passing game, not these receivers. If you get pass rush on him quick, especially just with four-man pressure, five-man pressure, three-man pressures, then that's how you can stay in this game. Mm -hmm. And because these receivers aren't going to catch a ball, shouldn't, I should say, catch a ball five yards downfield and take it to the house. They shouldn't be able to. They're not Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you get pressure with Jonathan Cooper, with Baron Browning, Mm -hmm. that gives you a chance to contain Mahomes. And to me, this is the big Big game. (laughs) The big game for Nick Benito. Like, we haven't talked about him, or I guess I've only been on once, but we haven't talked about him nearly enough. Like, there's a chance that the Broncos just found a stud pass rusher. Like, he looks insane. Because, what, he's at five and a half sacks already this season? Six most in the NFL. Six most in the NFL, what? So, Draymond was the Broncos sack leader last year with six and a half. There's a chance that he leaves this game with more sacks than any Bronco had all last season. Like, who knows? Maybe this is just small sample size. He got hot. Maybe he can keep this up and the Broncos actually have a stud on the edge, which would be awesome. And I know somebody pointed out on Twitter, I forget who it was. It was like good research. Like the, the Broncos pressure rate is like the lowest in the NFL. The sacks they've been getting are probably unsustainable because of that. The thing is, Nick Benito converts pressures into sacks at an insane rate because he's just so fast. Like if he gets into the backfield, he's getting the quarterback down. Like. I guess he does miss a couple tackles, but that we won't get into that. Against Patrick Mahomes, the fact that he's so fast should negate some of Mahomes' kind of like run around, spin back the other way type stuff. Like the closing speed should play up there. And so that's why to me, especially like what I said about those tackles, I'm not impressed. This could be a big game for Nick Benito. And if he's who he's only two and a half sacks off the NFL lead, like I'm there's a world in which he's tied for the NFL lead after Sunday. Because TJ Watt's not playing this week, right? Uh, I believe the Steelers have this week off. Exactly. So that's a recipe it's for right the Broncos there. to win. Two and a half sacks from uh, Nick Benito. I wouldn't Benito. go that far. But. Uh, <laughs> 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 to keep it within the spread? 
Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, spread's very much in play. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they cover. Yeah, here's got something to say. Do you think his mic's on? No. Uh, talking about 420, uh. nothing to do with Nick Benito. Oh. NVR just dropped their new weed line with a kind of love, by the way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Breaking news. Big day for so the company. We've, really, we've grown up. <laughs> like, we actually have our own here. weed. Oh. Like, we have a video. We did the whole shebang. It's really cool. Wow. You can get pre roll joints at kind of love right now. You know, if you're in Colorado, it's a great time to <laughs> indulge. And I wonder at, how we, wonder how we picked Brendan for this. <laughs> oh, uh, crazy decision. And, and you're here behind the mic for this one? Wow. <laughs> immaculate I mean, you guys vibes. Were, yeah, you guys weren't aware, and I was. Called so I wanted to make Immaculate sure. Vibes Premium <laughs> Cannabis, available at Kind Love, and it is DNVR's own, literally just dropped eight minutes ago. So you're here. Thanks for bringing oh, that wow. up. Uh, and speaking of dropping things let's drop our parting shots right now can you believe it we're already to the broncos weekend uh, yeah. i guess which we is just it. wild we get away it. from last week as quickly as possible you know what we're at we're at the weed kend especially here at dnvr <laughs> with some immaculate vibes <laughs> some parting shots presented by breckenridge distillery where we leave you with our game predictions and colorado's favorite bourbon whiskey check them out at breckenridgedistillery.com let's get into our game picks not just broncos but let's hand out our entire mm -hmm. afc west picks and do we not do the the video todd oh we're about to we're oh, about sorry. to sorry we're sorry about to. it's just my favorite part of the week because he gets so shy about it <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hank, you messed yeah. it up yeah oh, it was I mean, people up. know it's coming i'm sorry last week we played it and henry was like yeah i didn't enjoy it as much and i was like why and he's like well i didn't get to see todd be so uncomfortable yeah, it's, when so I was fun. Going on. I'm it's like, the wow, best part that's messed gets up. me ready for the weed camp um but you know what we'll let we'll give todd a break for right now okay let's okay. get into our sorry. afc I'm just west excited. picks and then we'll hit that before the broncos picks let's go around the AFC West and dish out these picks. We have two of the three AFC West games in primetime this week. I mean, we got Thursday night yeah. football, mm -hmm. obviously Broncos Chiefs, and then Monday night football Cowboys Chargers, the one that apparently the country does not care about, rightfully so, the one that's not on primetime. Patriots playing the Raiders in Las Vegas. This is a bad bad game mm -hmm. that definitely should not be on primetime so they got uh, that right you got the belichick joshy daniels thing wow I it's gonna be gritty oh that. yeah what i thought of was you have the patriots offense which is averaging one and a half points per game in their Craziness. last two games yep. how about that just insane and not only that they're averaging 10 points per game this entire season yeah we thought the broncos were bad averaging mm -hmm. 16 points per game last year what's worse broncos defense patriots offense Broncos are giving up 35 points per game. Should be right around there. I mean, the, <laughs> they're both awful. Yeah. Now, I guess I'd rather watch this Broncos team than the Patriots. So, because yeah, it's a little more interesting. But yeah. like, so I guess I'd take the Broncos. But in terms of like how it stacks up, I, I don't know. Yeah. I guess average is probably like 22 a game. Yeah. So the Broncos would be like 13 over. They're like 12. So, I mean, it is close. Yeah. I think Patriots offense is worse. The offense is so, so bad. Yeah, I think so we'll, I guess we'll find out. In fact, in 236 games that, uh, I think that's right, that uh, Tom Brady played, played at Foxborough, mm -hmm. he had only lost one by 30 points or more. Mac Jones has now done it twice in the yeah. past two weeks, which is just wild. So oh, this God. game, who are you guys picking? The Raiders are favored in this game. 
real quick before Vegas. you guys pick, this is your guys' records. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so let's pull up the records here. Um, gotta be honest, Ryan's winning 13 and 4 record. Todd, you pulled one. ahead into second place uh, last week, bam, bam, 10 bam, bam, and 7. Wow. Maybe you need more Barbados trips just to I clear that so. mind out. Uh, so. And then Alexis and I still winning records, so I'll take it 9 and 8. And then Henry sitting in the yeah. basement, seven and ten. No, I said it in the chat. Like I'm, I'm a reporter. I'm not a psychic. Well, that, well, that same That's... with us. None of us are psychics. Yeah, well, you're just I'm bad not at so guessing. Sure. You're doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a bad guesser too. I'm bad at a bunch of things. Oh uh, no, Henry, no, you're not. Keep your I mean, high. I'm good at a bunch high. of things too. Okay, There's just there a lot go. of things out well, there. Well, maybe don't get too high on yourself, but oh, I'm gonna oh. keep you humble. Oh, I bet five hundred. <laughs> Did you guys see the uh, just really off topic, really quick? The uh, uh, speculation. What? That um, Robert Sala whispered in Sean Payton's ear at the halftime ha- or at the end of game handshake, "Stay humble." Mm. It said, "Stay hungry." Stay hungry. Message. Oh, sorry. Uh, stay healthy. Stay healthy. See, yeah. yeah. See, some people thought it was stay healthy. Some people thought it was stay humble. If he had mm. said stay humble, Sean would have punched him in the face right there. No <laughs> coach is so? saying stay humble to another coach after game. That's that's ridiculous. That's even less likely than the Broncos winning this game. Yeah, I'm probably there with you, but I mean. Maybe it would be fun. Yeah, it'd be it'd fun. Be so much fun. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's get into this game. One last thing before. One last thing, because I know Zach forgot about this. Uh-oh. We have a watch party tomorrow. We're oh, doing a giveaway. Wait, no, 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 no. I no. mentioned this earlier. Where, were you not paying attention? You here? Probably not. You weren't paying attention to our <laughs> show that uh, you produce, dang. and then you take a shot at me, and you're wrong. Wow. I, I am wow. wrong a lot. It's a shame nobody can That's a flag. Wow. That's a flag. You got oh, a flag. I'm the Kansas City Chiefs. There's no flags for me. Uh, okay. Well, if you were listening to the podcast, you would actually know that the Chiefs do get flags called so on true. them, as Henry pointed out. It's just a shame oh he's going to be bailed out for all this because there's no way his mic was on. Uh, nobody even heard. It's very true. It's a good point. So yes, come down to the bar tomorrow for the watch party um as i've mentioned already yep. make sure you're listening to this use that uh or just come by we're giving away a pat sertan did i see something like a 20 dollar uh it's in the uh, 20 dollar beer something and yeah. it's like a lot of beer for 20 dollars. yeah yeah maybe so i'm excited about that bucket a tower something yeah, like that i did i just saw 20 20 dollars for uh domestic beers towers a, mm. a, a towers tower. towers like is that 88 ounces 100 ounces it's a lot it's a lot of beer for 20 dollars. Yeah. i will be Beard up. I'll be beard up. We might, I'll be beard up. <laughs> we might be having some fun ourselves here tomorrow night. I know, because I think me and Zach... Night game. Yeah, we're not on the post-game pre-game show. That's true. Oh, wait, or at least I'm probably not... We'll, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> My plan is to write something pretty quick. I bet I can write the story by halftime. Oh, and uh, wow. that's... Dang. I'm Hey, it's the... Tr- if you write I'm it not by crazy, halftime, I'm you think. have to be on the post game because the whole reason you're not on the post game is so you can write the story. No, it's because we have too many people. Yeah, here's being because we're only allowed right to have now. three. He's telling you what to do. Yeah, how to act, how to work. Nobody heard. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, let's <laughs> jump. Drop, drop a Y in the comment if you heard it. Drop um, also, actually, make sure to stay tuned. Five thirty, I think, is when we're dropping our pregame show. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be awesome. So stay tuned to that YouTube channel. That's exclusively on YouTube. Five thirty DNVR sports youtube all right let's get into these picks patriots raiders todd you hate the raiders i know but the patriots are so trash (laughs) um speaking of did did, did you hate the patriots as well when when you were a player no i don't think i lost the patriots (laughs) can't hate nobody you never beat (laughs) it wasn't a rivalry you can't be a rivalry Uh, if you don't lose like frank clark says um you know i'm actually gonna pick the patriots i feel like whoa if this is a game that Bill Belichick has control over, I think he can get Josh McDaniels to 
He'll know the game plan, kind of figure it out. Mac Jones hopefully won't have to do much. They score two points. Hopefully they win the game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm right there with you. I think. Like if if Bill Belichick has any. Oh wait, you're picking him. Let me. Uh, let yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> ah damn it. Um, yeah, I mean, like if Bill Belichick has anything left in the tank in New England, like this is the game. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's beating this Raiders team. That's like it's such a simple team. It feels like like you got Devonte Adams, you've got Josh. Like it isn't like great. They just have a couple studs. Max Crosby, you know. It's 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 not a tough game plan. There's the Raiders probably have more talent. But you've got Bill Belichick going up against Josh McDaniels. I'm taking Belichick in that. If he loses this one, then like he's just, it, it, he might just kind of be done. Yeah, I feel like yeah. every week there's one crazy game nobody's expecting. I feel like this might be the one that Patriots like find a way to win. Okay, not tomorrow. i love that i love your your reasoning and honestly i didn't even think about the bill belichick going up against josh mcdaniel's angle so that makes me concerned about this but unfortunately i've got to take the raiders simply just with how bad the patriots are on offense this week or have been this year um and i have some bad news about the raiders they got they started one and oh they lost three straight. Mm-hmm. Looked like they were a dumpster fire, mm-hmm. just like the Broncos. They really shouldn't have beat the Packers. The Packers were just worse than the Raiders. I mean, that was an ugly Monday night game. Yeah. Um, but they were able to beat the Packers. Then they have the awful Patriots this week. Then they have the Bears. Hopefully, yep. Justin Fields looks like he did against the Broncos and mm-hmm. against the Commanders and can beat them. Um, but the Patriots, in just two weeks... Could be four and three, or I mean, I'm sorry, the Raiders could be four and three, which would just be disgusting. Absolutely. So I'm picking the Raiders, and Ryan is picking the Raiders as well, and so is Alexis. I like this. We're split here. Wow. We're split on this game. Are we split on Cowboys Chargers here at Monday Night Football Chargers? It's in Los Angeles. Chargers a two point favorite. Uh, I've got the Cowboys. You know, it's it's been tough with them. They they were one of my like shortlist Super Bowl picks. Like they were they were. I I had two real picks for Super Bowl that I bet on was them and the Bengals. So maybe I'm just an idiot. But I do think that with that defense and with the talent that they have on offense, they should be a really good team. Meanwhile, the Chargers are like the Cowboys light in my mind. Like the Cowboys without defense maybe is just the way you put it. And I know Cowboys had that terrible loss last week, the 49ers, but 49ers really good. They had the terrible loss, the Cardinals also going against the chargers. It's basically a home game for them. Like there's so many Cowboys everywhere and the Cowboys fans in the, in Los Angeles are the Cowboys fans that don't get to go to many games. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be loud. It's going to be fired up. I've got the Cowboys. They just come to training camp every year and they pack it out. Exactly. So there'll be a lot of Cowboys fans. I'm actually taking the Cowboys too. I mm-hmm. um, feel like the Chargers are going to charge. I made a mistake picking them once. I'm not going to <laughs> You're learning from so your I'm mistakes. Going with the Cowboys. Um, and you guys know Ryan will never pick the Chargers, so he's yep. picking the Cowboys as well. To me, this game is an awesome game because there's tons of star power mm-hmm. on both sides. Um, and uh, it's going to be an exciting game. And it's also the matchup of the two biggest fraud teams in the nfl like there's so much talent on both teams both teams are super bowl picks at the beginning of the season Mm -hmm. some people were saying dak prescott's going to be an mvp a lot of people were saying justin herbert's going to be an mvp and sure both teams probably still make the playoffs but like they're just not as good as anyone thinks for like a fifth straight year or something um i 
just I just think the Cowboys are even bigger frauds. The thing is, the Cowboys have been a great regular season team. Chiefs, Chiefs are the only team in the league that has more wins in the regular season the last two years. It's just you blow a couple playoff games, and I mean, you blow every playoff game since like 1994 <laughs> or whatever. They, there is that part, but I haven't. I don't worry about the Cowboys in regular season. The Chargers, on the other hand, but they charge her in the regular season. The Cowboys just flop in the playoffs. I've got a counter to you, though. Okay. You just said that two of their past three games, they've had massive disappointments. They're due. They're going to win 10 or 12 games, at least. Like That's just what they do. The Chargers, they top out at 10. Give me the Chargers. This is okay. also a good game for me to pick up a game on Todd, a <laughs> game on Ryan. So I'm going to do that. And Alexis is also picking the Chargers. So we're split again yep. on this game. That means some people have to be choosing I think the Broncos the RK to take the, the Chiefs, I, right? RK took the what? The Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. thank you, Todd. RK oh, would yeah, never yeah. choose the Cowboys. That would have been uh, Yahir's second, third time messing up these picks. And I'll keep uh, doing it. Trust me, I'm not going to stop. You guys start getting wow. some reps in. You better be in here early tomorrow getting some reps in with these. Yeah, seriously. On a early day off, you got to get those reps in. Um, okay, let's head into our Broncos picks. And Todd, fire us up. Oh, Yahir's slow there again. You know, wow. You're so quick. I love it. Let's go. And Todd, that was an arrowhead. You got the guys fired up. And I actually think that was a close game. Was a close one, one of the closer ones. Um, is the Todd fire up going to work tomorrow? Are the Broncos coming home with this thing? Uh, I mean, if we played that for him, maybe. I don't know. But uh, in my mind, I say the Chiefs are definitely going to win this game. It's going to be like 34 to 17. Oh, 34, 17. And we're taught. Wow. Uh, other that's, way. Um, yeah, see, it, you, he's trying to think of Cyril Broncos blowout <laughs> and make you seem silly here, Todd. Um, the Broncos are a uh, 10.5 point dog. Mm -hmm. So you've got the Chiefs cover in this line. And you've pretty much nailed Vegas's um, over under. I think they've got it set now at 48. It was initially okay. set at 50. I think it's fell to 48. So. They're thinking that you're not too far off on that time. Henry? I'm going uh, 38 to 20. I, I mean, again, how, I, no, I don't have the Broncos winning it here. I just, I, I just can't see how Patrick Mahomes doesn't put up a bunch of points. And based on what we've seen from the offense, you know, it's, it's been good. It struggles. It's good. It struggles. Like, it's, they're, they're going to score points, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Again, Game isn't played in my head. They get to go out there and play. Like, doesn't matter what any of us think. I'm really excited for this game, but I, how do you not pick a blowout here? So, Henry, what happened from yesterday? Because I asked for your picks yesterday when I thought you weren't going to be on the pod, and you had 48 to 30. Now you 48 have... to 30 is what I meant. Oh, I, I forgot wow. the numbers. Thank you. I know. Um, I was trying. I was trying to think. Like 38. How would I get to that? Man, 48 to 20. There we go. 48 to 20. Yeah. Jeez, you're all over the place. 48. I'm points. not a psychic. That That's a lot of points. makes a lot of sense because Patrick Mahomes going up against the worst defense in the NFL in nearly like every statistical category. 
But man, 48 points is so embarrassing, especially mm-hmm. when you've already given up yeah. a 70 point game and now you're almost giving up two 50 point games. That's 30 here. Um, oh. <laughs> he switched it again. It, yeah, here, that one's not on you. I'll, I'll make that one on Henry. Oh. Um, I think that this is, uh, that the Chiefs are going to get 40, though. I think they're going to put up 40 points. We've seen, it, it feels like these games have either been so close where it feels like the Broncos actually might end the streak uh-huh. or the Chiefs just blow them out. And it seems mm-hmm. like you get one of those a year mm-hmm. um, where one of them's close. The other one is an absolute blowout. And if it sets up for one of these to be a blowout in the next three weeks that the Broncos have against the Chiefs, it would be this one to be the blowout. So give me Chiefs 40, Broncos 20, unfortunately, here. And then I'll give you Ryan and Alexis's picks, too. Uh, Ryan has a blowout, 35 to 21. Is that a blowout? Yeah, it's a blowout. 15 points or that, 14 points? That's a, I think that counts. I think I'm, we're kind of skewed right skunk. now. I think if you lose by more than 21, I think 21 it's is okay. 21. Okay. okay. So I don't even have a blowout. I like that. 20 point loss, not a blowout. And then uh, <laughs> Alexis <laughs> is the only person here no. that's choosing oh, the Broncos Alexis. to cover the spread. She oh, has 34 okay. 24. <laughs> Chiefs are going to win, but the Broncos cover by half a point. Sure. Um, so let's say it's a blowout. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's 21 points or more. How are we feeling tomorrow night? Oh, horrible. I think we feel the same. I think we're just right where we're at. Still horrible. We don't have to feel like... <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of feel... I mean, however we're feeling right now is yeah. probably how it's going to be. It's like, true. It's not going to hurt, I guess. No, it won't hurt. Like, it's... It like Because how could it... Again, like, how do you expect it? Like, it, it'll be great if they win. Like, if they win, that would be an insane feeling. The streak being over, yep. I can't even imagine a world. Like, they were, uh, somebody put out a tweet at some, like, radio station in Kansas City. White Claws didn't exist the last time the Broncos beat the oh Chiefs. Oh, my gosh. Wow. They had, like, a whole list. But White Claws, they didn't uh, exist. Like That's wild. It uh, also sucks that they're able to do that now. Like, the Chiefs are able to draw on things yeah. that seem crazy. Bro, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But imagine going into next offseason not, like, saying, well, you got the you got two losses against the Chiefs. Like, you, you don't have to circle those anymore. Like, this is one of the things that you had on the table. That's why, to me, this is the Super Bowl. And it's a Super Bowl because you really blew the beginning of the season. Like, your Super Bowl could have been, like, a playoff game or a game to game in the playoffs. But now here you are, and this becomes, to me, like, I guess tied is the biggest game on schedule because you play them again. But if they win this game, it's going to be a part. I'm going to be partying at least. I'm going to be having the time of my life. I don't think I would be as over the moon. Oh, yeah. Fans will hate it. Fans want him to lose. Fans want Caleb Williams. But it's it's, a huge win, though. It's not even that. It would just be, like, so confusing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would be, like, happy but also just confusing. Like, how? Yeah, like what yeah. what happened the past four weeks? <laughs> yeah. um, How would be the right reaction? Can't and it would really mess with people's emotions because then people would be, you know, the conversation would be, oh yeah, should beat the Packers at home now. Mm-hmm. Could I mean they just beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead yeah. uh, on a short week? Can't they beat them? And can't be they can't they be four and four going into the bye? And then you're coming off the bye. Why can't you beat the Bills? Mm-hmm. Um, so that would just be tough. Uh, I agree with you though, Todd. If if it's a blowout, that's what we're all expecting. Yeah. So I'm not gonna feel. Much different. What if they do cover the spread but still lose? So keep it within 10. I don't care. 
A loss is a loss. They can lose by 50. They can lose. I mean, it, how much you that lose Miami, by... That Miami loss didn't hurt a little more? Was oh, that a did. little more embarrassing? Because that's kind of when you, you realize... You lose by 50. They lost by 50 to Miami. But that already happened. I mean, like, to okay. me, this, this season's going nowhere. Like, you're winning, what, two, three, four games, whatever it is. Like, if, if they lose this one close, I'm not... It, it doesn't change what I think of the team. Probably unless, like, maybe... Maybe they hold Pacheco to like ten rushing yards and like, well, wait, you know. But but just going off score, there's nothing that really changes to me. Either you win the game or you don't, in my book. And I again, like, they won't. Yeah, they won't. Same with me. They've done enough <laughs> to kind of like ingrain in my brain like who they are as a team right now. Yeah. And like, if they had ups and downs and some good games and some bad games, some games they perform well, some games they, you know, what I'm saying. But it's all kind of been same, similar performances, yeah. similar expectations, and so. If they were just to lose by, let's just say, four, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> I wonder if this is the most that a team has ever been cheered against in a game. That, that, like, nobody wants them to win. Because you just think of all the factors at play. First of all, I think, like, at least half of the fans, of Broncos fans, don't want them to win. They just want the draft pick. So, like, they're not on that side. I think that you look at other teams that have, like, potential number one pick, they're saying, like, uh, I guess they would probably want the Broncos to win. But but then you have, like, all the Chiefs fans that now include every Taylor Swift fan. So you have all of, like, Taylor Swift coming in. It's already the Chiefs who are, like, the popular team right now because they win so much. Like, nobody thinks they're going to win on top of it. And so you have all, the, like, the TV people saying, like, oh, they're horrible. Like, they're going to lose by 30. And they're, they're going to be defending their picks. Like, literally nobody is on the Broncos' side in this one. It's I, a real Broncos against the world situation. I don't think so. I think they're the six teams that also have one win. Yep. And I guess Panthers don't care since they don't have their pick. Uh, they're all rooting for the that Broncos to win. But, or, no. Yeah, no, they're all rooting for the Broncos to win. So I think the rest of the NFL is hoping for the Broncos to win because then all the other powerhouses, playoff teams, AFC West teams want yeah. the Chiefs to lose. So mm -hmm. I actually disagree, okay. except for the Taylor Swift fans. They do yeah. have a lot of Taylor Swift fans. Yeah. Will she it's... be there? What's your guess? Yeah, it's definitely. Primetime game. Yeah, Thursday night. You like, don't want to come watch the Broncos. <laughs> but she's not, I mean, she's not there for the Broncos. She's like, what's their record? Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, because the Jets were way better. Oh, my goodness. Like, if... I guess we don't know for sure that Taylor Swift is like a new football fan, but if somebody were to be trying to explain, like, okay, here's what the Broncos are, I don't even know how you do it. So this what I've heard just be disgusting. So according to our uh, resident Taylor Swift fan, um, Susie Hunter, uh, that she is a diehard Eagles fan because she is from Philadelphia. Yeah, but now Philadelphia, you really can't be. Shouldn't she be from like a country place? She did She'd be move from like Kentucky. Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, she moved yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you moved to Nashville. It was real crazy. So guy. you hold on to your Montana roots? Oh yeah. Yeah. What I'm are you Montana. doing in Denver if you're from Montana? <laughs> yeah, go back. Well, I don't I don't claim <laughs> be careful. <laughs> I don't claim to be like a Just city, the Montana a city to person. Henry, here. You know? She's like a country singer from Philadelphia. Yeah. So you hate you know, her. You know, it does uh, I don't You gotta hate her now. I don't for, have... for tomorrow's game. <laughs> uh there's no room for hate. Wow, can Nathaniel you hack it? And on I'm that note, we're going to get out of here. How about that 90-minute show for you? We're not going to get out of here because we're going to hit one super chat really quick. Coming in from the Blind Swordsman says, and Mark, as Mark Schlera said on Monday, Mike Shanahan would not have had Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton get rid of them if they are going to give poor effort. I don't care if it's a short week. See ya, in my opinion. I think... Tomorrow, we're going to see, uh, I think tomorrow could be telling for uh, a lot of these guys in terms of how Sean Payton moves forward with them. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I think if there's no off the field or on the field issues, 
I don't think they really make any big moves until probably the trade deadline. But if if you are seeing something like that, then mm-hmm. the Broncos clearly aren't afraid to move on from guys like they did with Randy Gregory last week. I don't see the no effort thing. I keep hearing people talk about it. I don't see it. I see I, Jerry I Judy catching passes when he gets targets, and I see Cortland getting one, two targets and one catch. Like I don't think I don't see a lack of effort there. I just see a lack of utilization of these two players. So people were saying that there was a, a third down where Cortland was walking on the field. And going back through the game, I didn't see it, but I'm, I must have just been looking at a direction. Like, it must have been on the TV broadcast or something, but I've, I've thought kind of the same thing. It's like, I don't see that. I got, I know Cortland hasn't been as good of a blocker as you'd expect, but I don't know if that's... I haven't, like, looked at it and thought, like, oh, he's he's not trying. Yeah. But that's the one thing I can have think you, of. Have you had teammates get yanked off the field for a clear lack of effort? Yeah, I've seen that before, yeah. and I know what it looks like, but yeah. I can't say that yeah. I've seen it from there. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it needs to happen if someone is giving that lack of effort? Well, oh, for regardless sure. Regardless of what side of the ball. For sure. If you're not showing yeah. effort out there, they need you. You need to get off the field because no matter how good you are, the effort you're giving is going to hurt us more. It's going to help us. So, and it's going to look bad to the young guys. The young guys feel like they could do it if they're upset. Like, no, nah, you got to get out of here. We might yeah. need to get some cigars or something in case the Broncos win. <laughs> I have, I have yeah. a pack from Puerto Rico that I brought back from Mace. Oh, too. hell yeah. Wow. So, Dude. Todd and Hank, you guys are more, Todd and Zach, you guys are more about yeah. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> this goes from my idea. If the Broncos win, we got to like, we're not, it was like when the ass yeah. on the cup, we weren't allowed to in here because yeah, the sprinkler. Yeah, there's literally a sprinkler right, right on top I, of us. I don't mind getting all wet. I'll say that. <laughs> if that's, if that's, if that's the. <laughs> Whoa there. Oh, oh my it, goodness. We, Point is, we might need some cigars or something. We got we got to find a way to celebrate if they win this game. So you're getting 100 ounces of beer. You're having cigars. This is quite a night for Henry. Yeah, I'm writing make the story to, of the yeah, first make quarter. Sure to read the VDNBR.com. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. see what that article is going to look like. And we're out of here. Stay tuned to the pregame show, the countdown at 5.30 p.m. tomorrow. We're not going to be doing a show at 11 because we've got the game tomorrow. And then, of course, we're going to have a postgame show, which is going to be on podcast form as well as on YouTube. So right when the game ends, stay tuned to DNVR's YouTube page. Thank you all so much for rolling with us today. Hit us with a thumbs up on the way out. We really appreciate y'all. And let's enjoy this game, whatever it may be. See ya.